Welcome back. You're listening to episode 58 of the Water and Stone Church podcast. I'm Jenny Randolph. And I am Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And as we gather around today, I want to talk about our beach cleanup, our, our February service project through the church. Because it was absolutely amazing. I did get sunburned. <laughs> I, I think everybody think I, got a uh, little bit of... Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's been very cold. We've had a cold snap here in Florida for much longer than I have experienced yeah, in the last several I, yeah, years. Yeah, I don't remember right? it being that way. And I think that it was such a beautiful day that I was like, oh, you know, whatever. It's not I mean, that. I was going to get some yeah, sun exactly. on me. Yeah. And my arms had not seen the sunlight in a while. <laughs> it's and like I that think, Ray Bradbury, a month yeah, of Sundays. Um, yeah. And um, it was it was one of those. Or no, all summer in a day. All summer in a day. month of Sundays is a yeah, John the one that book traumatized, that you should not read. Yeah, um, the one that traumatized us as, as children, right? But um, I thought it was really interesting for a lot of reasons. One of them being that before this, all of our volunteering, our community service projects have been within an organization. So like we do Habitat for Humanity, we were there at Habitat. When we did CASA, we were there at CASA. So it was sort of an enclosed thing. Metropolitan Ministry, same thing. We're working in the kitchen. This was the first one where we were out in the world, so to speak. And there were people who weren't aware of what we were doing there in the place with us. You know what I mean? So it was a little bit different uh, environment. It was really cool because we set up a, a big tent and we had a, we have this giant sign says water and stone church. God is good. You are good. Go do good. And it was so much fun watching people walk by. And I, I got a couple of people looking at that sign and kind of the nod and the thumbs up a couple of times because that's our creed. There's a lot more to say. I wrote a whole blog post about it uh, the other day, but people like that sentiment. And we do too. That's why we do it. But it was really cool being out there. We picked up an awful lot of garbage. Yeah, it was close to 40, between 40 and 50 pounds of trash. And that's like, it's not heavy trash. It, that's like straws and paper and mm-hmm. styrofoam. And so we picked up a tremendous amount of garbage off of the beach. And so now every time I go... I bring a, a, a baggie yeah. and a glove and, you know, I'm picking up trash well, off the beach all the time. We picked up so many straws that I am committed to. You can't always avoid it. Sometimes people give you a drink and it already has a straw in it. But in general, I'm committed to not using straws. If I ever have a choice about it, no straws. Because they were everywhere. I mean, I couldn't believe we could have built a house out of straws. Well, it was really funny. And the funny. wolf comes and then there's problems. <laughs> but in the moment, you know. Well, it was funny, but I, I'm a pattern person. I, I, you know, I'm the math person. I'm drop the a bunch person. of toothpicks on the floor. You can tell them how many and how long before the people's court comes on. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Not quite that bad, but maybe on that line. But so I started to, I started to recognize patterns. So anytime you saw citrus fruit, you were going to find, you know, plastic cups, yeah, straws, somebody had, a, somebody had, a, mix, had a mojito yeah, or whatever, had a mixed you know. drink on the beach. Well, so, every so beach bar not, makes a mojito. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't, that wasn't really, um, surprising that that was sort of a pattern. But the one that was surprising to me is there were an awful lot of cigarette butts on the beach and, sure. you know, we had gloves on protecting, you know, germs and things like that. But I swear to you, every time that there was a copious amounts of of uh cigarette butts there were slim jim packages 
I mean, like I picked up so many Slim Jim packages. It's like, do you, do they go to the convenience store and say, give me a pack well, of Luckies and a couple of the, Slim Jims? The I places mean? where they sell cigarettes, they also sell Slim Jims. There's, I'm sure there's a whole Freudian dissertation about one could the, do the about the shape of both the cigarettes and the Slim Jim. Sometimes a Slim Jim is just a Slim Jim. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you it know. Was so, it, was, it well, was really funny. And one of the teens in our group found a bag of illegal uh, drugs so that was fun, and we we didn't keep that with our pile of stuff to throw away because we didn't want one of our teenagers walking around with something illegal. So that was disposed of in a regular garbage can instead. Somebody of else t- found a buried phone that had like two percent battery left oh, on it. Oh, that's and so right. We, I heard about that. Tried, yeah, I wasn't We tried there for to that contact part. the person. We took a screenshot of. Um, their mom's phone number so that, I mean, I guess that they didn't want the phone anymore, but maybe they did and they just lost it. Sometimes when people go to the beach, they bury their valuables to, you know, so they can go get in the water and not have to keep an eye on stuff. But I don't well, know. It was maybe like it, the corner was like sticking out. And it's like, who buries a phone just well, in the sand? Maybe, yeah. It's not rice folks. It's, it's not okay. everybody <laughs> is a good pirate. Um, but it was, it was really good in a lot of ways. We had a lot of people there with us. Some people who don't go to the church, but had found out about the church's event on Facebook and whatnot. And I have to say, and we've said things like this before, obviously Sunday morning is at the heart of what we do. It's at the core of our group worship for, you know, all the reasons that you'd expect, but on another level, everything else we do is church too. Even if you're just there to give a homeless person a sandwich or help build a house or pick up some garbage. That's church too. And I'm grateful for any kind of involvement people can get. It was fantastic. It was, it was really good. And I, I even had people saying thank you Mm -hmm. and people running up and giving us trash, you know, their own trash so that it wouldn't be lost on the beach. Really neat um, opportunity to just sort of be out in the community really neat opportunity to bond with the people but it was really awesome because after it was all said and done we had received an email i guess about a week and a half before the project and uh boulevard burgers Mm -hmm. offered us um to come have your after party at their restaurant and they gave every person of drinking age a free draft beer and they had a really good veggie burger. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to going back. Yeah. And their milkshakes were Yeah, I was they happy. Were pretty good. I was happy with that. They no, were it was good. and it was really neat because it was we filled up the whole dining room of of the Boulevard Burgers place. It was really a neat experience. Say, look what we did together, guys. And it was just it was a lot of fun. And I have to say that it's been a really good time for that kind of outreach in general. I know everybody listening is aware of what's been going on in the news and all that. And and that would take a whole episode to even try to begin to do it justice. So that's not where we're going to go right now. But I did just want to touch on it. I was invited to to write a little editorial for a website called Inspired to Give. And if you follow me on Facebook or if you follow the church on Facebook, you can see links there. Inspired to Give is a really neat project where they're, they're connecting people with ways to, to do what uh, one of the founders calls praction, take your prayers into action. And I think that that's really, really cool. But uh, what I wrote about was the idea that, you know, th- people are talking a lot about thoughts and prayers. And I love that. I'm in the thoughts and prayers business. I want you to read the article. But basically what I'm trying to say is thoughts and prayers aren't closing the book. You can't just say, oh, well, I'm praying about it and have that be the end. Thoughts and prayers aren't at the end of the process. They're not even in the middle of the process. You should think and pray and have that inspire some kind of an action. And that applies to what's been going on in the media, of course. But I think it applies to all areas of life. And so 
there's so much to be sad, mad, you know, whatever about, and I'm not discounting any of that. But at the end of the day, there's a little piece of it that we can choose to use as inspiration. Let's be the kind of people who think and pray, and let's do something about that high consciousness that we get when we're we're talking to God. Well, I was really proud of what you wrote. It was it was very very good. Thank you. And I hope that they ask you to contribute again because it's a really neat organization, and I'm I well I'm super proud of what we're doing in general. But I really am very proud of you for reaching out to them and being a part of a greater movement that makes a difference. Well, and I, they, they asked me, do you want to be involved in this? And I, I went to the website and saw what they did. And I said, I, I don't remember exactly the wording of my email, but I basically said, I'm in. Yeah. What do you need? This is something that needs to happen in the world. Count me in. And I'm absolutely considering uh, heading to the march on Washington. Um, I believe it's March 14th or something like that, that for the school, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's, there might be something local that we can get involved with, but if not, I would love to be able to be among the marchers in Washington yeah. about the, you know, right the school with, shootings yeah. and everything. So like let's that. see what so we can do. Yeah. It, again, it just is a reminder that all the good that you can do is really important right now. Your vote is important. Where you put your money is important. How you serve your community is important. How much trash you pick up or who who you're helping to feed. You know, it all, all of it, adds up. It all adds up and it all makes a difference. So you might be feeling that, you know, what can I do? I'm just this one person. I don't have the funds to go out and do this. I I don't have the time to go out and do and to do all of this and all of this activism. But there is always something you can do, even if it is just sharing a post that you agree with, even if it's just sending a letter, sending a text, you know, calling your congressperson. All of it matters, and all of it can can really make a difference. So I. Uh, you know, I know we, we try not to get preachy in the first part of, of the, and I don't think we do a very good job of it, of not being preachy. I'm but preachy when I order at Starbucks. It's I true. Can't, it's, it's who I am. I'm a preacher. <laughs> but I think that whatever you can do, even the little stuff, it all adds up. It adds to the weight of making real change. As we dig into the main topic of the podcast this time around, I wanted to share, uh, this is, this is cuter than I normally go. I'm not normally like the Bob's Burgers level. Oh, no, that's my job. (laughs) You've got some great titles for your shows on, uh, on this day, but, but no, it's, it's, I'm not a big pun guy. You know, I'm a dad. I've got lots of dad jokes, but it's not generally. You're not punny. No, I'm not. Um, but I was looking through my notes and I, I have on my phone, I have this, I have a huge notepad app full of, you know, I'll get an idea for a talk I'm working on or a blog post or I'll see something and get inspired. By the way, side note, be the kind of person who's always on the lookout for inspiration because you'll find it when you're looking for it. Anyway, I was looking through my notes and I found a quote and I, I had written to myself, I don't exactly know what it means, but I want to talk about it. I wrote, the only sure things are depth and taxes. You know, not death and taxes. That's mm-hmm. the real saying. The only sure things are death and taxes. I wrote depth and taxes. And I wanted to talk about, as I, as I say it, I'm starting to remember a little bit of 
what I was talking about, but I wanted to talk about that idea. Those two things, depth and taxes, are really, really important. And obviously, it's not about what the Internal Revenue Service might have in store for you, although, you know, getting to be that time of year. That's not what I mean. I think that when we do spirituality, the, the, the arm of the American religious landscape that we're in, to mix my metaphors, is positive, progressive, practical Christianity, that kind of thing. That's where we end up. Sure. And I think that a lot of people in this neck of the woods are selling something that I'm not interested in buying. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. That's not the thing. But I think a lot of times there's this idea that if you do this right, if you have a right relationship with Jesus Christ or with your spirituality or whatever the flavor of that person talking is, if you're if you go to the right classes and you read the right books, you never have to grow anymore. You never have to stretch. Nothing is hard. You just get bigger and bigger cars. You know, that kind of a thing. The bank account just goes up. People like you more and more. And everything is just complete smooth sailing. And there's I, no valleys to your to your, you know. Yeah. Highs. Exactly. And the thing is, I want you to have an easy life. I believe God wants you to have an easy life. But on the other hand, if that kind of gospel of prosperity idea is all you have, then that church or temple or spiritual campus or whatever they call themselves, that place, that community has nothing to offer you when things aren't going well. And here's the thing that we say over and over again in one way or another, God is perfect. God is done. But you are in process. And sometimes the process, even if it's a happy process, even if it's a nice car ride to Disney, you're not inhuman to go, are we there yet? There's nothing wrong with going, okay, I'm not where I want to be right now. There's more. Because that's sort of the nature of this trip around the, the sun that we're on. You know, this is part of the deal. So what I want to say is sometimes this stuff is tricky. Sometimes stuff has got to go away. You know, we're getting ready for Easter. And one of the things that the Good Friday lesson tells us is if you're going to really have your rebirth, there are some things about you that might have to die. I've never promised anybody that this is all going to be smooth sailing. But the thing is, when I look back at the happiest times in my life, it's not necessarily that everything was easy. You know, Jenny, think about when we romanticize the parts of our life that we've grown through. And we've talked about some of this on the show before, but... I guess what I want to tell people is I don't know the details of people's life journey. I, I'm not a fortune teller. But what I can tell you for sure is that there are two sure things, depth and taxes, as corny as that is. And here's what I mean. I mean that I can guarantee you that your life experience is going to feel taxing, challenging. It's going to cause you to stretch. I mean, imagine you're playing a video game. You know, you get really good at level one. You beat the boss at the end or whatever. And you get to level two, which is harder than level one. If it wasn't harder, the game wouldn't be any fun. You know, if Candy Crush was just repeating the same level one over and over again, it would be ridiculously boring. You wouldn't get the serotonin hit of accomplishment that you get. That kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to say that for whatever reason, we are built for challenge. Mm -hmm. 
the Olympics have been on lately. Yeah. And we've been watching them just about every single night. And, you know, we're, it's really fun rooting for the Americans, but it's always really fun to just root for the, the amazing athletes. Yeah, sure. And they were talking about one of the downhills. And one of the downhill, and they all draw. I think they draw for their placement. The women's, I think it's women's and men, but they draw for placement of who go, gets to go down first and who gets and to go down last. And there's pros and cons to And there's pros yeah. and cons to both of them because you have, sometimes you have the wind kick up and it's good to go early or it's good to go late. And there's a, there's a whole science behind yeah. it of what how you need to hold your body. It's like the whatever. coin toss at the beginning of a football game. Sometimes you want to receive and sometimes you, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. So it doesn't, you know, that's, but that's not what I'm talking about. But more often than not, what happens is in in across the board whatever sport we have been watching people prefer to go last because they can see the time of the people in front of them Mm -hmm. they can see how fast they were going they can see the mistakes that they made they can they can set their you get a guinea pig right they can set their mind to what they need to get at their goal and it's amazing to watch because Every single time they see that number, that time, and they're a half second faster. They're a second faster. And even if you think about just, you know, how fast a mile is run, you know, they used to think that a four minute mile was impossible impossible to do. The human organism could not do it. And now it's routine. And you can't tell me that those people are not taxing themselves. So when you're talking about taxing yourself or when things are taxing, you're really talking about a challenge that's put in front of you. Sometimes, yes, hardship. But isn't that just what hardship is? It's like, okay, can I get from point A to point B and still survive this intact mm-hmm. and well, you know and thing. still feeling okay about, you know, what's going on? Life is work. It doesn't have to be toil. Right, and, and there's there's a difference. There's a difference, but the thing is, I think people are being told that no work is required, and that's not the case. My father worketh, and I work, says Jesus. Okay, that's the deal. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to stink. It doesn't have to beat you up. In fact, if it's beating you up, it might be a sign you need to look at it different or do it different or all of the above. But at no point is are you going to get to a place where your job is to just hold still to just do zero to coast with no effort and no involvement and no heart so i want to take an aside here and i just want to say that you know there's a difference between having something go on in the outer Mm -hmm. losing a job doing whatever you're allowed to take a minute and feel scared, feel sorry for yourself, all of it. Sure. You're you're allowed to do that. And I want to make sure that the people listening, when they hear us talk about this, that you don't have to suffer or anything like that. I want to make sure that they're not hearing us say that you're not allowed to feel bad. That's really important to me. It's always been important to me because I think those emotions – give you signals of the direction to go. So Absolutely. When, we're, when we're talking no, about No, feel this, your feelings. That's yeah, at we're, the but, core. But more than just feel your feelings, we're not talking about just, you know, pure optimism, just like, oh, everything's going to be sunshine and roses. We're talking about getting down in the dirt, mm-hmm. working your tail off. This is going to be okay because 
I've got this because God's got me. Right. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about just trying to see the positive in it. Although I do think that trying to mine out the good stuff from a terrible event is important to do to say, okay, what am I grateful for right, right now? Be but the reason that it's good to do that is because it gives you something to focus on. It gives you something to grab onto in the, in the depths of your despair mm -hmm. to say, you know what, this really sucks, but at least A, B, and C. And right. sometimes maybe not A, B, and C, but just A. But well, at least I, I, at least my family is healthy. What I don't, what I want people to understand is, first of all, life is always going to require motion out of you. You're here for a reason. You're not a spectator. It is not a spectator sport. It's a journey, not a guided tour. You know, it's that kind. Of, I want people to really understand that. But I also want people to know that you're not supposed to act like nothing's wrong that nothing hurts i'm not saying that that you're supposed to just stiff up or lip your way through everything because that's not fair either and that's dualism if right, i'm either, hiding something or right. fighting that's not what i'm talking about i was going to say about. either way if you're just going oh everything's just beautiful mm -hmm. and you're in denial or that you're, way yeah, either denial or or, or yeah. you're just you know you're just battling your way through like you said stiff up or lip right it's it it really is somewhere in the middle i'm not here to tell you that Nothing bad will happen. Nothing challenging will happen. I'm also not here to tell you you're supposed to act like nothing bad will, will ever happen. Instead, what I'm trying to say is, once again, I'm going to go back to it. Life is work. Now, there's a couple of kinds of work. There is that feeling that you have after a good, honest day's effort. The feeling that happens when you make cookies for somebody you love. Or you build a dollhouse for your kid on Christmas Eve. Or... You know, those moments where this is, there's a lot of steps to this process, but it's a loving process. There's no danger here. It's a good, you know, you know that those feelings, that's a good thing. But I got to tell you, there's also something that can happen. I have had moments in my life where for all kinds of reasons, maybe it was because I just wouldn't let God happen any other way in my life. I was being stubborn or whatever reason, doesn't matter what the reason was, but I had built up a series of preconceptions about how things were going to go. And something came along that just broke me wide open. And it has been, you know, when I, before I knew you, a breakup, let's say, or getting laid off from a job or somebody being sick in a scary time in the middle of the night when you're in the emergency room going, okay, God, what it, what, mm -hmm. you know, those moments where I'm here, but there's, there's, I've got to reevaluate everything. Everybody has those moments. And the thing is, you're allowed to feel sick, hurt, afraid, upset, frustrated, you name it. You're allowed to feel those things. But I have to tell you that it's really important to feel them so that you can get to the other side of them. If you fight them, if you try to ignore them, they will always be a part of you. But when you get to the place where you go, you know what? There's something in me that's stronger than this. So I'm going to trust that and I'm going to plunge through this. This really hurts. This really feels however it feels. What's going on? And I have to say that, you know, I'm still growing and I'm still in process too. But when I look back at those moments of being broken wide open, I'm better for them. 
I'm a more honest version of myself. I feel closer to God. I feel closer to the truth of, of God happening in my life and so on. So what I want you to know, okay, that's just part one. The only sure things are depth and taxes. So we I was did it in reverse say, order. I was so, going to say, we've covered the tax yeah, so, or the taxing part of it. So tell me more about like the idea of this, of the depth. Okay, so... Life is always going to ask something of you. That's the taxing part. Sure. Depth is life always has a spiritual component. There is always something deeper going on than what you really see. It might feel like I'm just driving to work. I'm just paying my bills. I'm just having a conversation or a cup of coffee. I'm just doing these things. But the truth is every moment is God happening. Every moment is an opportunity to to re define to get a deeper understanding of your relationship with spirit every moment there's something profound happening think about it this way if god is everywhere then everything is a miracle so what i'm here to guarantee you is that in every moment is the depth of spiritual reality within every moment is the seeds of infinity the only sure things are yeah life is always going to be challenging because that's a good thing you want that well, and I think, again, like but I said, we're built for it. We're built for it every in every way. But the other piece of it is when you understand that in and through everything, there is a God moment. There is a miracle. Spirit is moving in and through all of these things. When you understand that there is depth to everything and you treat it that way, that's the trick. This is not, once again, this is not for passive observing. This is for going, all right, you person that, that I don't get along with. I know you're a child of God and dang it, I'm going to figure that out. Well, I was I'm going to see it. I was going to you know? say, as you were, as you were talking about it, I was sort of flashing back to a younger version of myself. And I, I know that I have gotten better at seeing the God moment in things. Mm -hmm. I know that I have, I don't have the same knee jerk reactions that I used to have. I don't get offended. I don't get hurt as much as I used to. I don't, I don't jump to conclusions as fast as I used to, a, a younger version of myself would. And so I am living proof that this can be learned and you can get a hold on that. And now when I see somebody that is just completely reactionary, mm -hmm. like they get offended at, at everything that everybody says and they, they're just, you know, they're just going through life and they, they think everything is, is, a, you know, a dagger towards them right. or, or, you know, or a slight against them. And I think, oh, wow, I used to, I, I used to, maybe not that bad, but I used to do that. And it's so nice to be able to take a breath when something happens, when somebody acts like a jerk. <laughs> where you can just shrug your shoulders and you go, you know what? Thank you for, for letting me know who you are. Right. And so that I can go in a different direction instead of making it completely about me and completely about everything. And even in that, just the, the little God moments where you just say, you know what? Bless you. Well, and see, that's just the thing. Thanks. That's at the cornerstone of the depth part of this equation. If you can look at whatever's going on and go, you know what? This is not about me. This is about God. Right. I'm going to say that again. This is not about me. This is about God. You should tattoo that on something, embroider it on something. That's a big deal. This is about what God needs to happen in the world. This is about spirit expressing through me. This is a fancy way of saying, not my will, but thine be done. This is not about me. This is about God. That's the depth. And if you understand that, then you can get through the taxes.
I love that. I love that. As as corny and as punny as it is, it really is a cause to stop and to think and to remember what our job description is and to remember, you know, you don't need to be offended and you don't need to feel bad when something goes on in your life. You know, I was, again, going back to the Olympics and I know it's on my mind, but, you know, watching Lindsey Vaughn, perhaps in her last Olympics ever, receive the bronze when she wanted a gold. But, you know, and she was like, this might be a bronze, but it's gold to me. And I thought, you know, wow, that that is such a beautiful moment because it is what what you make it, you know, and you put that into contrast of the Canadian uh, there's a women, there's a woman on the Canadians hockey team. They got silver USA's oh. hockey team built, you know, I think it's something like after 20 years, they beat the Canadians. It was mm. like ridiculous, but they had put her silver medal on her neck and she, as soon, no sooner did they put it on her neck that she took it right off. And you go, oh, cause it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough, oh, but, wow. but she, but she her was, heart. Her, and, and I understand I'm not, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have done it. But I completely understand. But you have both reactions there of going, no, I don't accept this. I'm not, this is, this is not, I, I don't want this. This is, this is something that it feels like it was handed to me. I didn't earn it, you know, this or is, whatever. or whatever. But in that moment, you know, and you can call it poor sportsmanship if you want, but you know, I'm going to reserve judgment because I am not in that woman's shoes and sure. I don't know how or hard skates. she worked or whatever she's going through, right. but in that moment, perhaps she was deciding. Right. Well, you know? and I think and, and there's I think something to be said both for that. Sides of, both sides of the story, whether you're, you know, like, okay, this is this is really cool and, and, and I'm, I'm accepting where I am and I see it and maybe I didn't get the gold medal in whatever I wanted to, but I got the bronze and that's okay too. Or, no way, I, I need the gold and I'm going for this and this is not good enough and I'm going to power through and I'm going to push through. I think they're both taxing in, 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 in different ways, but I also think they are just so beautiful and such God moments in both ways. So I love that. And however it is expressing in your life or whatever is going on with you, I don't think that there's a wrong way to do that. And there's not a wrong way to recognize your God moment. Well, I, the Olympic moment that I was thinking of is it was uh, speed skating. Mm-hmm. And it was two different skaters. And I don't even know what countries they were from. I don't really follow it. it was, the TV was just kind of on in the background. And it's speed skating, who, four million laps. I don't know how many times they go around. <laughs> it seemed like a lot. And it was just two skaters against each other. Mm-hmm. And about a lap and a half in one of the skaters fell out of the race. And so the other person was going around by themselves. Now, remember, you're not just competing against the other person. You're competing to have the best time. But the announcers were saying, oh, he doesn't have somebody to compete against. His time is going to be terrible. Right. This one's, he might as well stop skating too. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, remember? Yeah, I do. But but I thought it was really interesting that that it's such a thing that, that if you don't have the challenge there and that feedback you can't do what you need to do. And I think there's something really beautiful about that, about life. And so what I want people to, to do is make a little mantra for yourself. When stuff happens and stuff happens, just say, oh, depth and taxes. And what, what I mean by that is remind yourself, you know what? I'm allowed to be taxed by this. There's always a challenge in life and here we go. But there's a depth in this moment and God is here. Depth and taxes, man. 
it's time for Listen Up, and that's where we answer your questions. Please keep sending them in. We get so inspired by the stuff that we get asked. So again, you can reach us through the website. Um, also, you can email us at info at waterandstonechurch.com. Keep sending us those questions. We love to hear from you. So Dieter, you have a question today. Yeah, this time the question comes from Michael T. Thank you, Michael T. And uh, the question is, how do I know if it's God calling? Oh, wow. Well, and we talk about the concept of, you know, listen to your guidance. Remember that that God's got a bigger idea than you. And so we talk about these kinds of ideas about being open. And so I think the question comes up, well, how do I know? You know, if I go into my prayer practice, however I do that, I've got a question on my heart and I have some kind of a breakthrough. How do I know that this is some kind of a divine guidance versus just my ego this is what i want or, to do or what anyway. i want yeah. yeah it's what oh yeah i'm you know i can because we're as humans we are really good at rationalizing and we are really good at talking ourselves into the things that we want i know i do that every time i go shopping well i'm like you know i might need these shoes because you know sure. well there's no you know to be honest you always need new shoes. I well, mean, you don't need a reason to get new shoes. I mean, that's just the the code of Jenny. But I, but <laughs> but I do. But you, we're so good at rationalizing. You know, oh, I know I have a very similar pair of pants, but these are you know wide leg, and these are you know these are going to look good with this particular shoe. And so well, we I'm can way out of my league in this. Well, anyway, I you know well that's where I go. But anyway, I, I there's plenty of times that you can rationalize. Something that you want. Well, and I think that that's one of the one of the indicators. By the way, ask yourself where am I looking? Because so often people go looking for some kind of an oracle, some kind of outer guide to do that, and that can be anything. That can be okay. I'm gonna flip to a page of this book, or I'm gonna call a, a psychic, or I'm gonna you know, whatever color I see, I'm gonna look for seashells on the beach, I'm gonna flip a coin, whatever it is, if it's outside of you, think about how many times you were looking for a specific kind of guidance. I really want to know if this person that I'm crazy about, if I should go after him. Now, if you really want to hear a yes from the universe, you can get every kind of black mark, red X in the world, and you will interpret it as a yes. If you're feeling really insecure about it and you don't want to do the brave thing and get the phone number or go for it or whatever, you're going to find a bunch of reasons why you shouldn't do it. I see it with 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 oracular stuff when people are calling on some kind of guide in one way or another. I see it in the business world. If you start a meeting and somebody thinks an idea isn't a good idea because of financial whatever it is, they're probably going to feel that way at the end of the conversation. That's just the deal. So what I'm saying is if you're looking outside of yourself, you are most likely going to get the validation that you walked into it with. And that might be perfectly good thing to do but you're not getting it from god you're getting it from your ego so the first question is am i am i looking outside or am i looking within over and over again in the bible we are told to go within over and over again in the bible we're told go into your closet go into the small space there's this great part where you know the the 
the thunder came, but God wasn't in the thunder. And the earthquake came, but God wasn't in the earthquake. And the still small voice is where you hear God talking. So what I'm trying to say is it's not about the big outer demonstration. It's about the little connection you have in your heart. And that's harder to fake. It happens in all kinds of ways for all kinds of people. I don't want you to judge yourself against a biblical standard. In other words, you know, God goes to Jonah. We talked about Jonah and the big fish last Sunday in church. It was clear guidance. You know, there's God talking to Jonah. It happens a lot. The angel appears to Mary, you know, that kind of thing. That may not happen for you. I don't want you to beat yourself up if you're not seeing somebody that looks a little bit like Charlton Heston come down from the clouds with a walking stick because that's not how this works. You get God according to your level of readiness, right? We've talked about this and we will talk about it because it is at the core of everything that we do. The reason in part we go to church is to increase our receptivity, to increase our readiness for what spirit has for us. So, you may not be ready for a, a chorus of angels. You may not be ready for, for anything like that. It might have to be that the guidance comes in a very small way. So, I think that what I would encourage people to do is, in part, don't worry so much about the message as in your receptivity. Because I really believe that the more open you get the bigger chance you have for a message that you cannot misinterpret, that you cannot deny. When you know you love somebody, you just know, for example. I was going to say, if you have to ask the question, it's like, am I crazy? Mm, that's you a know, good one. If, if you have to ask, you're probably not, you know, so it's just like, If you have listen, to ask, keep you, chewing on it. That's yeah, a good point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So if you have to ask the question in the first place, sort of going, uh, you know, is this coming from God? If it's even a question in your heart, go back, go back to the drawing board and refocus on what it is that you're really asking and refocus on the answers that you're perceiving. Right. I think that in general, you're better off when you're not asking for a specific answer, but rather you're asking to know God better. Yeah. Because the inspiration. Then make, yeah. Right. Then you make room for the kinds of answers. So once again, questions are, where am I looking? The questions are, well, if you have to ask, right. you know, that kind of thing. But in general, remember, so if... It's like when the kids can't come to me and they're, and they're like, do you, do you want me to do the dishes, mom? Of course, of course I, want I want you, you to, to do, do the, the dishes. Why would I want you to do the dishes? Right, because they're trying to, they're like, well, they don't want to do maybe dishes. there's a chance she'll say no. Yeah, there's some reason why. <laughs> oh, no, don't do dishes because it's no, Tuesday. Because, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen. But, so. So, but that's the thing. I think that if this is all about receptivity, then the message, the guidance, the calling, whatever you want to call it, is going to be the thing that causes you to stretch. Right. So if you really, okay, fine, but I have this thing in my heart and I want to know if this is God talking or not, ask yourself another question. And the question is, is this causing me to stretch? It might be that that you've got two choices before you and one of them takes you way out of your comfort zone and one does not. Mm -hmm. The thing that takes you out of your comfort zone is probably the thing you ought to do. Because remember, that's why we're here. We're here to grow. Remember, we're children of God and children, by definition, grow. So at the end of the day, 
if you if you really must focus on the message, and I would encourage you not to and focus rather on the knowing, but okay, if you really must focus on the message, ask yourself, is this asking me to stretch or is this asking me to confirm what I already feel? And if you listen to that, I think you'll be in good shape. All right, this is the part of our show where we check it out. In other words, this is where we talk about the things that we're going that we have going on in the world, the ways that you can come connect with us and and be where we are. There's all kinds of stuff. There's no way we could talk about all of the things that we're doing. So what I want you to know is the best and easiest way to to get a general idea of what's going on, to get maps and directions and times and all of that is by going to our website waterandstonechurch.com. There's an excellent calendar page there that will tell you everything you want to know. Some ongoing things that we do want to let you know about that are kind of important on in our schedules and our weekly stuff is one of them is on Wednesday mornings at 7:20, we do a sunrise walk. It's about three miles or so. Which is it not, takes, it's not that much. It no, sounds like not. a lot. It sounds it's like really a lot, not. but it's not. It's it an easy about, walk. It right. takes less than an hour. No yeah. big deal. We stop in the middle. We get coffee. We walk back. We're out in the world looking at the water, looking at nature, talking about spiritual ideas and just taking a minute to get closer with God. And there's something about it being in the middle of the week ju- that just gets you through that Thursday and Friday before the weekend hits. It's it's lovely and it's been something that I have really started to cherish. So if you can make it out, it's at 720. We meet at North Shore Beach North, or North Shore Park. They can, they'll, Depends if you Google, on what you're Googling. Exactly. But-, but it'll take you to the same place. But if you are planning on heading out, Please drop us a line. Let us know that you'll be there so that we can look for you. It's a very big place. We don't want to miss you. And we would love to just take a walk with you and talk. So, But if you if you end up not seeing us and you're out there, just go ahead and take the walk and find Kawa and just take a minute and watch the sun come up. You won't regret it. The other thing that I'd like for to let you know about is our Sunday sunset celebrations. And we meet a half hour before the sun goes down. We meet at St. Pete Beach. Um, you can park at the Dolphin Village parking but lot. But don't, it, I wanted to remind, we haven't reminded people of this in a little while, but the Dolphin Village parking lot on St. Pete Beach, St. Petersburg, Florida, of course, the finest city on the face of the earth. If you Google for Dolphin Village, St. Pete Beach, you'll find it. There's a map on our website as well. But I want to make it very, very, very clear. There is a public beach access parking lot on one side of the street, the beach side of the street. Please park there. It's tempting across the street. There is a grocery store and a shopping center. It's tempting to park there. But if you do, only do that if you really want to know what it's like to ride in a tow truck. Because that's kind of... Yeah, we have had people get their cars yeah, towed before. The, the, and especially now that it's during spring break. That's why I wanted Especially to, yeah. with Memorial Day coming up and 4th of July coming up. Can you believe that, by the way? It, we're, we're, it's, we're, we're starting in the to last think about week of February. Yeah, and but it's crazy. Summer's coming. But but especially during spring break, they are out there. And they it's, it's kind of... It's kind of gross, but they really do look for you and they look for yeah. opportunities to tow your car. So, so just pay a couple dollars for the parking and park on the beach side. 
But anyway, we meet there about a half hour b- before sunset. And obviously that time changes all the time, but your phone knows. Ask your phone what time to sunset today and your phone will tell you. Right. And we, it is a lovely way to end the week and begin the next. And again, it's just become one of our traditions. And as our church family grows, we see more and more people and it's, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. And now the beach is ex- especially clean. It's very clean. Very clean. <laughs> Um, I do want to let you know also that we have so much going on on the church's YouTube channel. And you can find that by going to YouTube and looking for Water and Stone Church, that sort of thing. But probably the easiest way is if you go to any page of our website, waterandstonechurch.com. Go to any page of this site, scroll down to the bottom, and there's links to all of our various social media accounts. And we'd love for you to follow us and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and do all of that. But the thing I really want to highlight right now is our YouTube channel. So one of those icons at the bottom of every page of waterandstonechurch.com is the YouTube icon. If you click on it, it'll take you right to our page. And on our YouTube channel, we've got so many good shows. You can see... uh, Videos of the previous Sunday's talk, for example. There's a, a, I just finished up a series on prayer, and I've got another series coming up which has to do with sort of living the life and applying these principles in real life. Um, the star of the channel, really, though, is a show called This Day. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's a star, but, but it is something that is unique, and I haven't seen anybody else doing it. That's right. It is a, it's a cooking show. Come learn how to cook some really good vegetarian comfort food dishes. But that's only a piece and, of it. And learn a little bit about spirituality, because the whole reason that I do this show is to remind everybody that religion and spirituality doesn't just happen on Sunday. It happens in and through everything that we do, cooking, cleaning, living, driving, every time you have an opportunity to express God in everything that you do and it's just a beautiful reminder and I have to say some really really good recipes if you're looking for something different if you're just starting out being a vegetarian or if you have vegetarian people in your family and you have no idea what to cook for them Hop on over to the YouTube channel, take a look at some of the recipes. I guarantee they will not be disappointed. I love that. So do me a favor and go to the YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. You'll be glad you did. Of course, the centerpiece of our group activity, the the big deal for all of us, is our Sunday morning services. And we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m., at Harbor Hall, which is where the Dali Museum used to be in St. Petersburg. The street address is 1000 Third Street South in St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. As always, there's maps and directions there on our website. But we gather, uh, the Sunday service starts every Sunday at 11 o'clock. But before that, around 1030 or so, is our time for coffee and fellowship and, and just hanging out and that sort of a thing. And it's been fun to see people gather before the service People, people hang out afterwards, but that's usually the time to go have lunch and stuff like that. So we wanted to have coffee, and sometimes there's donuts and whatever people bring, that kind of thing, before the service. So you have a chance to hang out and socialize and really feel like a part of this church family. So once again, 10.30 or so is, is coffee hour, but the service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday at Harbor Hall. 
We do have a special Sunday though. There is one Sunday in March where we will not be at Harbor Hall and that is March 18th. We are going to be at North Straub Park and we are taking that opportunity to have a Spread the Word Sunday. We are going out into our community. We are going to be doing a full Sunday service. Yes, yeah, right? so there's still a Sunday yep. lesson. There's still music. There's Absolutely. still all of the things that people know and love. We're still going to do text questions and all of that kind of stuff. The whole deal. Right. But it's going to be out in Straub Park. It's going to be a gorgeous day. Straub Park, is, there's once again, there's a map and directions on the website, but it's between the historic Vinoy Hotel and the Museum of Fine Arts. That's that park. And there's a beautiful uh, pavilion there. If you've been in St. Pete downtown, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's that white wooden pergola pavilion there. That's where we're going to be doing the Sunday service. I'm so excited about actually being out in the world. It's really neat. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. And the weather has been spectacular. And I'm sure it's just going to be beautiful. The last thing that we want to remind you about is if you'd like to stay in touch with everything that's going on, have weekly reminders um, sent to your phone, the best way to do that is to text I am ready, all one word, I A M R E A D Y, to 84576. And what that's going to do is that's going to enable you to join different groups within our church. It's going to enable you to get the weekly text messages to know what service projects we're working on to say, oh, you know what? I need to remember to bring canned food. I know that I live by reminders on my phone. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really nice way. We do not inundate your phone with text messages. You it's will like get, one text message it's a week. One, like maybe that. two text messages a week. It's no big deal. So I do encourage you if you're if you're looking forward to knowing what we're doing, go ahead, sign up for that messaging system. And you know what? If it gets annoying, you can always have it just be stopped. You know, it's no big deal. But give it a shot. And give it a try. I have to say, a, a, a number of people have approached me and said, you know, I'm so glad that we do this. It's such an easy way to remember what's going on. I don't have to do anything else. We don't use a lot of paper. We really try to save trees around here at the church. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, we do a lot of digital stuff and the phone, you don't have to download an app or anything. It's just text messages. So you text, I am ready to eight, four, five, seven, six, and you're good to go. It's really pretty cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Very, very awesome. All right, Dieter, it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> so here's the deal. You are here to grow. That's the job description. That's really the whole thing. So let's not be the kind of people who run away from growth opportunities. Let's not be the kind of people who are trying to figure out how to master stagnation. You can't do it. You wouldn't really want to do it. For one thing, it's boring. Nobody wants to be frozen in carbonite for the rest of whatever. You want to grow. It feels good to grow. You want to work. It feels good to work. It doesn't have to be toil when you're working on something that's important, when you're working on something that's got some heart in it. And that's the deal. The only sure things really are depth and taxes. And that means, yeah, life is always going to be challenging. It can be the fun kind of challenging, like when you're mastering a new skill or doing something for somebody you love. But the challenge is always going to be there. Thank God. God is infinite, so we're on an infinite journey of expression. And that's the other part. God is always there. That's the depth. Remember, in and through each and every moment, God is there. God is talking. 
it's time for us to listen and carry what we receive into action. Sometimes weird stuff happens. Sometimes we're not sure about something. Sometimes we feel broken open. In those moments, I want you to look around at your life and go, yep, depth in taxes, and remember what's what, and move on in peace and on purpose. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange Ouch. And the 400-pound gorilla of Pinfeather Studios is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She edits these podcasts and makes them happen for us, and she's also one half of the music that you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you. And Dieter, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Jenny. It means a few things. First of all, you can support what we're doing by sharing what we're doing. Take a minute and go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. Anything that's on the page, our blog articles that we're really proud of, everything there, you can forward to somebody through email or you can print them out and stick them on something. You can tweet them. You can Facebook them. You can do all kinds of stuff. Please share something that you see from Water and Stone. Do it right now. Really, really, really. The way that people get involved with this is by inviting their friends or by being invited by a friend. Help make that happen for us. Another thing that you can do is give us a review. If you go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and so on, and just take a moment to click that five-star review. I'm asking for five stars because that's the thing that puts into motion the promotional machine of SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and so on. It lets them know that people like the podcast and therefore that it's worth promoting to an even bigger audience. That's a huge deal for us. It'll take you two seconds, but it makes all the difference in the world for us. Yes, there is a web page. There's a page on our website, waterandstonechurch.com, that, that lets you donate. You can donate electronically. You can buy us something from our Amazon wish list that helps us do the things that we need to do for church. And we would love for you to do all of those things. But Honestly, honestly, the number one thing you can do to help make this all possible is show up. Show up digitally by, by liking us on Facebook or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Show up physically by being there when we do one of our amazing service projects. And most of all, most of all, most of all, be there with us on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. It is a life changing experience. You don't want to miss this because it's going to do amazing things in your life and in your world.